0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update.
1: Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 26th of July. I'm John Heffernan from our customer treasury unit and I am joined this week by AIB senior economist John Fahey to discuss all recent developments on the financial markets. John, it's been a busy week. We've seen the latest round of central bank meetings kicking off. And ECB came out last week and surprised everyone with a bigger rise and a change of kind of a change in how they're going to operate going forward. Do you want to take us through what happened? Yeah, well, indeed.
0: So uh, we got 50 basis points from the uh, European Central Bank. As you said, they had guided 25, uh, but they decided to go with a 50 basis points uh, increase so, uh, across their main uh, interest rates. So that's the uh, depot rate uh, going from minus 0.5 back to zero. Uh, and the refi rate going from zero to plus 0.5. So in other words, uh, the ECB has brought to an end its negative interest rate policy that has been in place since uh, mid-2014. And indeed, this marks last week's meeting marks the first time since 2011 when the ECB actually increased interest rates. Uh, So a significant change there. Now, the rationale the ECB gave for going more than had been expected is two reasons, two two key reasons really? Uh, first off, uh, the inflation backdrop and in environment, uh, and the upside risks being materialized uh, around that. Uh, obviously, we uh, you know eight point six percent inflation from the eurozone, uh, the most recent figures. So you know they're seeing the upside risk there. And secondly, they have now put in place announcement around their new tool, which is called the. Transmission Protection Instrument, the TPI, and this is designed to prevent unwarranted side effects on Eurozone bond markets from its tightening of monetary policy. So it felt, given the inflation backdrop and the fact that it now had its new tool in place, it was able to front load its exit from negative interest rates with a 50 basis points increase. You mentioned there too in terms of change, yes, so there's no longer any forward guidance from the ECB. Now, you could argue there's no point in having forward guidance, uh, when you don't follow it anyways, given they had guided 25 base points uh, and they had ample opportunity uh, to guide the market uh, of a change in that that didn't happen. Although we did see news reports emerging early last week that there were contemplating 50 base points. But nonetheless, it was still above what they had guided. But they've moved away from forward guidance now in the press conference. President Lagarde, uh, after facing numerous questions around the forward guidance issue, said that the ECB was not offering forward guidance of any kind. So what do we know from the meeting statement? Well, from the meeting statement, the ECB made reference to the fact that Interest rates will continue to to rise because they use the word that they'll likely see a continuation of the normalization of interest rates will be appropriate over upcoming meetings. But we don't know the extent of rate hikes we we will get from that. All we know is that it's data dependent. So you're going to see a bit more volatility now uh, because of in the absence of forward guidance and everything now hangs off. Uh, data uh, to the extent of pace uh, rate hikes we get from the ecb uh, so especially around the inflation data and we have two inflation releases between now and the next meeting uh, on september the 8th and the question for markets is is it 25 basis points or is it 50 basis points uh, at its next meeting in september you're
1: touching on a very interesting point there john with the switch to data driving the numbers and we saw for instance the pmis last week and we've seen the amount of Ongoing discussion openly in the marketplace. Where do you think the market sees the rates going now with the ECB?
0: So, uh, well, immediately after the meeting uh, the last day, uh, we saw a bit of uh, some hardening in, in uh, futures contracts. In other words, where market was pricing in in terms of where the ECB was going. So uh, subsequent to the meeting on Thursday, the market saw uh, you know the deposit rate end this year at 1.25%. But Friday morning, we got weak uh, Eurozone PMI data, the purchasing manager indices survey data. You know, the composite index there was back below uh, 50. Uh, So on the back of that, the market softened its rate expectations and it was back to 1% by the end of the year. And that's where it was before the ECB meeting. So briefly after the ECB meeting, market had an additional 25 base points priced in but Friday morning uh, into Friday into the weekend it had taken that 25 off and as we start this week uh, and look at where uh, futures contracts are what they're pricing in at the moment at the moment the market's pricing in the deposit rate ending the year at one percent so in other words that's further 100 base points of tightening from the ECB and there's three meetings left between now And end of the year, the uh, 8th of September, 27th of October, and the 15th of December. Uh, So those three meetings, the market expects 100 basis points. So if it was to play out in terms of where the market's pricing, you could see 50 basis points in September 25 in October and 25 in December. But there's no guarantee around that. And as we've seen, uh, you know, interest rate markets are very volatile and that's likely to remain a persistent feature and could increase more because of the data dependency of anything the ECB will now do going forward in terms of the extent of rate hikes. But uh, the market seems to be, now it hasn't it fully priced in, But it seems to be veering towards 50 base points in September and 25 in October and 25 in December, which would get you to that 1% by the end of the year.
1: And the Fed are meeting this week. What are we expecting to see from them?
0: Yeah, so in terms of the Fed, the Fed have been much better at guiding markets and following through on guidance. And even when they've changed their guidance, they've made sure to brief the markets. So we saw that at the last meeting in the lead up to it. uh, They got used well-placed media sources. To get out, that they were probably moving towards 75 base points rather than 50, what they'd previously guided, and that's what they did. Uh, so, you know, the Fed have guided again at uh, 75 basis points uh, this uh, at this uh, month's meeting. Uh, so, that would lift the Fed funds target range from its current level of 1.5 to 1.75 up to 2.25 to 2.5. Uh, so, another 75 base points. Uh, from from the Fed is what's expected, and, and that's what they've guided. Uh, and what the market sees is the market sees the uh, Fed funds rate, so it's the key U.S. official interest rate, ending the year at three point four percent. And indeed, if you look at where that is, that seems to be the peak in terms of what the market thinks uh, for official interest rates in the U.S. Uh, in fact, when you look further out into the second half of next year, the market's pricing in around fifty basis points of, of a, a cut overall. Uh, from the Fed by the end of, of 2023. So uh, market thinks the Fed rates would peak this year at 3.4%, but they're pricing in the fact that there could be uh, overall 50 base points of cuts coming from the Fed uh, in the second half of next year uh, because of the weakening outlook uh, for the U.S. economy and the fact that inflation will probably be on a more sustained downward path uh, at that stage. But all these central banks are trying to wrestle uh, with, and balance the issue and challenge that you know inflation is elevated much higher than expected, likely to be very slow in terms of an easing back of that, and at the same time economic growth weakening and you know increase in interest rates obviously acts as a headwind to economic growth too. So it's a tricky balancing act uh, for central banks. But a lot of central banks seem to be saying that they're willing to take short-term economic pain. Uh, to get the inflation picture uh, under control, because price stability uh, is their key focus.
1: And what is the actions from last week, and what are the actions this week expected to do for the euro dollar, in particular, folks on that currency pair to begin with?
0: Yeah. So, what we've seen over the last two weeks, uh, obviously, uh, euro dollar uh, hit the headlines because it it it, it fell below parity, uh, trading down uh, towards uh, ninety nine point. Uh, uh, five uh, cents was was the low there uh what we've seen uh since then uh in the immediate aftermath of the policy announcement from the ecb the last day uh, we saw euro dollar trade higher uh, on the back of the larger than expected hike from the ecb you know we got up to a high of near uh, 1027 so we're back above parity uh over the last week or so and it settled into a kind of uh, 101 to, to 102 trading range. Uh, now those gains last week, in terms of that immediate post ECB uh, move, was short lived because the, during the press conference, the lack of any definitive forward guidance created uncertainty, and so you know euro dollar fell back. But at the moment, we're trading in around a around 102 range. Generally speaking, what we're seeing in currency markets is, you know, fairly tight range trading over the last week or so. Now we talked there around ECB this uh, last week, the Fed this week and the Bank of England uh, the week after. So, you know, those central bank meetings do have the potential for for volatility in currency markets. But the general market view is that now. There has been overall some softening of rate expectations across all central banks. So, you know, what's been underpinning the dollar has been those uh, widening interest rate differentials, uh, but they're already kind of priced in from a currency viewpoint. Uh, So we've seen the kind of action uh, and the dollar rally run out of a bit of steam or pause, at least in the last while. Now, that's not to say that euro dollar uh, doesn't test below parity again. Uh, We're still fairly close to that. Uh, So there is that uncertainty around that. Uh, But at the moment, things have settled down a bit. But once we get through the next two weeks in terms of the Fed meeting uh, and the Bank of England meeting, uh, the market maybe uh, will have more information to digest in terms of the interest rate outlook. Uh, And the question the market is asking itself is probably to what extent Uh, Will these rate hikes materialize and the impact that then has on currency markets? We've seen the impact it's had so far. It's been positive for the dollar. Uh, But if markets start to soften under rate expectations, then as we've seen over the last week or so, you know, that dollar rally has has paused uh, and euro dollars back above parity trading close to 102 and indeed when you look at sterling against the dollar uh, that's back up above its low from below 118 uh, and it's close to 120 at the moment
1: and putting a bit of focus on sterling for now the bank of england are due to the meet next week are you expecting anything from that meeting um
0: and is there anything we should be looking out for going forward from them? yeah so in terms of the bank of england uh you know we had the market had been expecting 25 but governor bailey was out over the last week or so suggesting that the bank was contemplating a 50 basis points rate hike at its at its meeting in early August. And this is the meeting where we also get the monetary policy report, which is its updated uh, forecast. Uh, now, remember, the Bank of England's economic outlook for 23-24 is basically a period of stagflation. Growth of minus 0.25% in 23 and only plus 0.25 in 24. So, you know, the bank is is in terms of its outlook uh, for the UK economy uh, is one of a very challenging outlook. Uh, so we the markets and the back of Bailey's governor Bailey's comments is pricing in 50 basis points uh, from the Bank of England uh, at the meeting in early August, uh, and by the end of the year, uh, the market sees uh, UK official rates in or around. At 2.7%. And, you know, the peak of UK rates has come back from been above 3% to, you know, getting up towards uh, 2.9% by around uh, mid next year. So the markets also come back and softened a bit on its rate expectations uh, for the Bank of England. And for a long time, the Bank of England was guiding that markets were probably being overly aggressive in the extent of rate hikes uh, that they were expecting because of that weak outlook uh, that the Bank of England foresees for the UK economy. So in early August, uh, the week after this, uh, we get, uh, you know, another rate hike. Uh, Governor Bailey has indicated that's likely to be 50 rather than 25 base points. Uh, And we look then from that meeting, a statement and press conference guidance to what to expect by the end of the year. But the market's pricing rates getting close to 2.7% by the end of this year uh, from their current level of 1.25%.
1: And um, what do you think is going to happen with Euro-Sterling on the back of it? Or do you think it's going to be relatively benign given the focus is on the interest rate side of this?
0: So, well, I think the fact that the ECB has now joined the party eventually, we we're waiting a while for it to actually increase in interest rates and, and starting in its tightening cycle. Uh, our house view would be that we'd probably see Euro-Sterling start to edge slightly higher uh, as you move uh, into the into the towards the end of the year, not, not by any drastic measure. If you look at the moment, we're hovering in around the 85p uh, mark, uh, but that economic outlook uh, is very challenging uh, for both economies, but especially uh, for the UK economy uh, in terms of uh, difficulties uh, there on that. And in terms of forecasts, Uh, And what's expected there is below uh, growth forecasts from the eurozone. You know, both those economies face difficulties. Uh, Obviously, from a eurozone viewpoint, there's the added uncertainty caused by the fact that there's a, a war on its doorsteps. And that's very hard to decipher in terms of, you know, how that materializes. But our house view would be, as we moved into the end of this year, into next year, uh, uh, some modest uh, uplift in in the euro sterling pair uh, around 86 to 87p, so very close to where it is at the moment. So we don't expect any major breakout of ranges in terms of euro sterling from that viewpoint because the outlook for all the major economies is one of of slowing growth and and obviously risk of recession uh, is very much present in markets at the moment and is a key driver of sentiment.
1: John, it's been a very... um Busy update, there's a lot going on. I think the key teams are the monetary policy direction piece and I suppose in the Eurozone the data effect that's gonna have on the IR, IR expectations going forward. So I'd like to thank you for that update. It was very thorough. And a big thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast. And to stay up to date with all the latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC authorized by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.